1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives.
2: I am so excited about this week's conversation. Yeah, this should be fun. This is going to be... We got wine. We got wine. We're settled in. I'm ready to gossip and chat about a show that... I never thought I would watch. People have tried to get me to watch this show for same. years. I watched uh, I watched it with my mom a little bit when it first came out. And I was just so like, this is garbage. This is trash. I don't believe in anything it stands well, for. Well, I mean, and you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I felt the same way. It
1: went against, I thought, kind of like the core of who what I believed in, like, you know, I I did not want to watch the show, I did not think I would enjoy the show, I started watching the show, I think the same way that a lot of people do, which is kind of, like, to have something to talk to your girlfriends about, like, I started watching this show because all my... You had,
2: like, a Bachelor thing at work, right? Yeah, like,
1: all my girlfriends at work were, like, let's watch shows together so that we can, like, get together and talk about them, and so one of them said, like, let's watch The Bachelor, and I, it was actually The Bachelorette. I remember the first season I ever watched. It was Rachel's season. And I agreed to watch it because it was the first black Bachelorette. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'll tune in for this. Yeah, exactly. I'll give her my ratings. Like, let's see. And then I've kind of been a
2: semi-serious watcher since then. I, you know, if there's one thing to know about me, I don't half-ass anything. I whole-ass <laughs> everything. And I started watching Colton's season. Like, this year is when I started watching. Um, Max's sister, Haley, was like, we're gonna watch The Bachelor together. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. It's gonna be dumb. And I was hooked. And now I I listen to Bachelor recap podcasts. I love looking at the Bachelor Bachelorette tag on Instagram. I love the drama. I love knowing about what's going... I love spoilers. I love knowing what's going on. Because I think for me, it's a nice change of pace. It is a... It's it's reality TV, but it's so beyond reality that you can kind of, like, dissociate for a little bit. And just... You want to see them find love. You want to see the drama. You want to see the different things. Because it's so far away from, like, for me at least, what my life is. You know?
1: Right. So, we're going to talk a little bit about whether or not The Bachelor is good or bad. I mean, like, that's boiling it down um, pretty far because that's that's subjective in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but the ways in which it is or is not feminist because there's actually been so many articles written about this very subject because yes. a lot of self-proclaimed feminists, including you and I, yeah. watch and enjoy The Bachelor, even yeah. though it absolutely... There are so many things about it that are anti-feminist on their surface yes you know they are incredibly heteronormative they're incredibly materialistic
2: they lack a lot of
1: diversity they completely lack diversity yeah so let's kind of break it down
2: a little bit and just chat a little bit so i saw a quote and now i cannot find where it is but it was basically it was a it was an article that was saying why... It was, like, entitled Why Feminists Love The Bachelor. Oh, it's a Vogue article. It was a Vogue yeah. article. Okay, because mm-hmm. I have the Vogue article here and I don't see it written down. But this woman who... She's actually the Executive Women's Director of Huffington Post and co-host of Bachelor Podcast Here to Make Friends, which I love. And I love totally the title of that. I'm gonna check out. She says it's something that we can sink our teeth into as engaged feminists. It taps into all these really base and often regressive ideas our society has about how love and sex and courtship should look. That makes it really territory to analyze from a sociological perspective. And I gotta say, I'm not watching the show where I'm like, while I'm watching it, I'm not like, let me analyze this and really think it through as a feminist. It's more so, for me, something that I think about after the fact, unless, of course, if you watch this season, if there are people like Luke P., then it's very obvious that you are, like, analyzing this man and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Your feminist heart starts to rage and things like that. Yeah,
1: I mean... I will be honest that, like, it does. Cr- I do have to turn off. I have to actively turn off that part of my brain mm-hmm. that wants to be super hyper critical. Yeah. Because if I leave that part of my brain on, it is impossible for me to get through it because I do feel like there are so many things about the show that will make me cringe yeah. because of. Because they feel anti-feminist yeah. Because they feel objectifying. Yeah, it's you interesting
2: know? how that part of my brain... I think because I see it as such... Uh, it, it's such a staged production. These people are meant to grind your gears. These people are... They are cast to give you a certain feeling, where I feel like sometimes it's not... I don't feel as connected to it until I'm kind of, like, sitting back and listening to it. You know, I read a really
1: interesting article, though, kind of about that, because there is this weird thing with reality TV where we don't see these people as people, even though they are people, because they're so produced, and because the show is so produced, we don't see them as people. However... There have been times that I feel like The Bachelor and uh, The Bachelor franchise has done things for ratings that I feel are unethical Mm -hmm. or just kind of gross. I agree. I know that they... um, Well, I mean, in this last season, for instance, like, letting Luke P. come back... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Letting Luke P. come back after Hannah had sent him home... Yeah. And then nobody, like, stepping in to, to me. help her. It, like, it, th- because was it was awful. good for ratings, yeah. right? But to me, I'm just, like, if that was me, I would be pissed because yeah. I would be, like, producers, like, he's advancing on me, like, constantly, like, can someone, like, step in and, like,
2: help me get him
1: away from me? Yeah, and, you s-
2: know. And somebody made, somebody, um, I listened to the, <laughs> to the podcast, Rosecast, it's these, like, their slogan is, like, the intermacial male best friend bachelor recap podcast. Okay. And they're awesome. And um I was listening to that and they brought up a really good point where a lot of times the producers like befriend the lead. Yes. And they get super, super chummy and close and then yet they're still doing all this like really shady shit. Well but, it's, like they're go- yes. but they go along with it because they're like, Oh, these people have my best interests at heart. It's
1: like um a less dramatized version of Unreal. Like Unreal That's what i was gonna mention is Unreal Um and you know, Unreal was actually created by a former producer yeah. from from The Bachelor, um, and a former producer who considers herself to be a feminist, but she was manipulating these people. Um, And, you know, I remember from Rachel's season, it took them how many seasons? That was probably, like, season 13 of The Bachelorette, season 20, uh, probably season, what, 40 of everything in The Bachelor franchise, before they had a Bachelor or Bachelorette of color? Yeah, was, we still
2: haven't had. A we have not bachelor had a
1: Bachelor of color, of color. Um, and in Rachel's season, I know that they, it came out that one of the contestants oh, was racist. Lee the
2: racist,
1: yes, and he had, um, yeah, he had made like racist remarks and tweets, and it is. I don't believe that the producers didn't know that. Like, yeah. you vet these people. You vet their tweets. You know that this is out there. Yeah. And so to me, it's super fucking gross to put someone that you know is racist yeah. on the show for the first Black Bachelorette. Like, yeah. that is gross and manipulative to me. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just, like undermines the whole thing, because yeah. they wanted to cause racial drama, Yeah, you know, by, by doing that, and that that's super fucked
2: up. It's very fucked up. I also, I was listening to that show that I was mentioning, and they were mentioning that, spoiler alert for this season, that they probably knew about Jed's girlfriend the whole time. And I honestly think with the way they edited it, they made him look real bad sometimes, Mm you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of editing involved, there's a lot of producing involved, this is is not reality, which is like, I don't forget that they're real people, but I know how produced it is, and I know how edited it is, so for me, it's almost like, I'm never gonna take everything that these people say to heart, because I don't know them as people, and I think a lot of people do, a lot of people attack these people, again, people like Luke P., they deserve it, they are obviously real pieces of shit, but he also... It was so produced to have all the men gang up on him. It was so produced for a lot of the things that happened where I, re- I know they're real people when I'm watching it, but I also know that there's so much going on behind the scenes that it's making it appear to be a certain way, that it's still well, yeah, it's, enjoyable, it's and I know there's more to the story. Massively and like, you know, edited, but
1: that's to be expected with any kind of like reality TV show. Yeah, I think, for me, the thing to be wary of with that is... Yes, these people have, like, signed up for this, right? They've signed up for this, but they still have to live their lives afterwards. But you know what? Okay. But so, people
2: forget after a while, too, I feel like. Yeah, once
1: you move on to the next season or whatever. Um, So, you know, what you said, the quote that you you gave from Emma Gray, it really makes it sound like... Feminists are watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because we want to like socio-analyze mm-hmm. what's happening and I think that that's being really really generous. Mm-hmm. So like to go on in this in this Vogue article, um she goes on to say Every Monday night at 8 p.m., Feminist Bachelor slash Bachelorette Twitter, a mighty force, tries the show by fire, contributing to the flood of tweets that regularly make it a top-trending topic. Quote, like during Andy Dorfman's season when Andy literally takes her law school diploma off of her wall and puts (laughs) it in a box so she can start her journey to find love. I tweeted about sending my daughters out of the room or when ABC set up what this woman called... Calls, two bachelorettes enter, one bachelorette leaves. Oh, yeah. Premiere stunt between Caitlyn Bristow and Britt Nielsen. I could tell my daughters this is what objectification looks like, where men are allowed to vote on which woman they want, like yep. they're deciding between McDonald's and Burger King. And I hear what she's saying. Yes, these are negative things, like life lessons. But also, there is something so like high and mighty and like pseudo intellectual yeah. about saying like I watch The Bachelor so that I can give feminist lessons to my daughters I'm like no you don't no No, you don't stop saying that and there's
2: other ways to give feminist you should be giving your daughter positive feminist examples rather than I would not watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette with my children point blank. I would not do it. Well, and saying
1: that you're watching it so that you can point out that's what objectification looks like. Like yeah. I, I don't believe you. I think that you are doling out excuses to justify your guilty pleasure. Like that's what you're doing. To I me. Mean,
2: it's absolutely insane. Well, and you brought up a really good point when you were talking about um, I mean, the whole the whole premise to the show is so it's such heteronormative bullshit. I mean, it's the show, archaic. Yeah, the sh- the way the show started, it was just The Bachelor. There was no Bachelorette. They pick a guy who looks like a Ken doll, or actually no, take that back. They pick a basic white dude. Yeah, he doesn't always look no, like a Kendall. No, I've doll. seen some of them and they're and they end up with these women who look like Instagram models. I have never and I'm not saying I, that. I don't women, think Nick was hot. There's personally. a lot of people that I'm like I, really? Which I'm not saying everybody deserves love. You can you can be with different levels of what I find attractive, and you can fall in love. Whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. But they're finding these basic guys, and they are finding the most beautiful women in the country, and they're bringing them, and they're saying this is the bachelor. You're really going to love them, and they're pumping them up, and they start with how many, like thirty two contestants, uh, something like that. And you're, and they don't even know the guy. They're already, first night, they're already competing for attention. They're already competing to see. Well, because the first night,
1: you get, like, a a huge number of people get eliminated the first
2: night. Exactly. And And they just, it's not about love, it's about not wanting to be eliminated. Right. And
1: a large portion of that, because, you know, there's 32 women and one man, if we're talking about The Bachelor. Yeah. And not a lot of time to get to know all these people Mm -mm. and understand what their personalities are like. So, a big part of what gets people eliminated, I feel like, is their looks.
2: Yeah. You know? Well, and their ability to grab attention in Mm -hmm. a good way. Because... But it's so... The first few episodes to me are, are when it is completely nothing but a game. It's completely a game. It's completely just competition. I feel like as it goes on, there are feelings that get involved because if you are spending time with somebody in a beautiful mansion or in a beautiful location with, going well on and also crazy
1: without any other interaction like yeah you know you don't have your phone you don't have have outside influence or outside temptation or news or anything yeah. you are isolated all you are doing is sitting in like in the case of like the bachelorette all you are doing is sitting in a house with a bunch of other dudes drinking like yeah. that's all you're doing that's it
2: Hannah got drunk a lot. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Was I mean, it's good for drunk. her. I love it. But it's such a... You know, when it first starts, it really it boils down to this stereotype of female competitiveness. And I feel like that's something that when the show started, they really thrived on. They they wanted to see these women get into catfights and one-up each other. And right. It definitely women,
1: facilitated that. Because
2: we are programmed by society to believe that, especially when it comes to finding a mate, that we have to, like, one-up other women to be superior and to tear other women down in the process. I
1: mean, and not only are we set up to do that, even if you personally are not liable to do that like in your everyday life you are well i mean it doesn't even if you're not like you are being put in a situation where of course that's going to happen because again you don't have any other interaction with anything else your entire world they're making your entire world revolve around the whims of this guy when is he gonna call you are you gonna get a date card like are you gonna get a rose are you gonna get a rose if you go on a group date how are you gonna stand out and then you're in a house with other women who, yes, you are, I'm, I'm certain, s- starting to develop feelings for this person, yeah. this guy, because yeah. you're being told that that's what you're supposed to do, yeah. and you're having to see him with these other people that you have to live with. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I think it's human nature It's like to, Hunger Games shit. Yeah, and it, it's human nature to feel... Unsettled by that, even yes. if you don't feel like because d- this
2: is not a normal circumstance. It's not. It's not like where you are dating, where someone is dating twenty people. Like that does not happen in real life. That's not okay. Like, you yeah, can't I mean, do that it's you know? okay
1: if you have an agreement, agreement. that that's yeah. what you are going to do.
2: Which I guess they do. When and they, and sign they up do. For the bachelor, but I they mean, do. But it's incredibly but one-sided. Most, you know. Yes, but from yeah, for most people, I think you know they are there. Where they're like, I want to get the most time. I want to get the most attention. They don't want to see you making out with with another girl, or that you you have to live with, that you are going to
1: see by the pool every day. You know, like that. You get
2: that amount of people together, too. You're bound to find somebody that you clash with. Yes, and there is only so much you can take. They are pumping you with alcohol. Mm -hmm. There's, it's shit is bound to happen. I am the most love everybody, female empowerment person in the world, but I think if you were to get me in a room with someone who's maybe super anti-feminist...
1: Well, some people are just going to annoy you, know, you. it's like...
2: Or just annoy... But, I mean, I don't think if someone annoyed me, I would, like, lash out at them. I think it would have... They would have to say something, I feel like, that would really invoke it. You know what? I would just start crying.
1: I don't know. Catch me on a bad day, and if someone's just been annoying me for, like, a solid fucking week, like, yeah. you know, and then, like, catch me on, like, a bad day... I don't know. I could. I could lash out on something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. I would also be the woman who's perpetually hungover on the show. Oh God. Yeah. I'd be drinking so much. Yeah. So much. It just be. It would be bad. But yeah. It, it, the, for me, that's that's the basis of why I feel like it's problematic because you're seeing these women tear each other apart, trying to get this basic ass white dude. When really, That's how I
1: felt on Ari's season. I'm like, can we all stop pretending
2: like this man is special? Like, come on. Like, come on. What is he, really? Um, I actually read some really interesting things on Reddit, which I would love to read. Sure. Um, because it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about. This first one, you know, talks about... Just a list of, you know, it's why why it's problematic. And this person says it's an unrealistic male fantasy where a bunch of hot young women fight for a completely average guy. She's quoted saying, "The woman, the women backstab and betray each other just to get Wonder Bread until he also oh graciously mm-hmm. bestows them with a rose, symbolizing the great love he has with you and fifteen other women." Mm-hmm. And it really is. That's the thing. At the end of the day, is it's it's such. I feel like the last few episodes, like the hometowns. And the meeting the the lead's parents and things like, like that's, like, to me, the realest the show guess, because for me, the, the whole, everything before it is, it's a game. I mean, and even then,
1: I don't know how I would feel, like, if my brother was, like, I'm on The Bachelorette and, like, made it to hometowns and, like, came home with this woman, like, yeah. I would be, like, I just don't know how I would feel about that. Because like, you would still- get
2: so many clips in that episode if your brother came home. Oh my god, you, I know. They would be focused on you They'd probably you be the like, she's time. a bitch. But like, your, seriously. Your, your mom would be like trying to make nice. Oh, hi! And Keegan would just be like, excuse me? I'm sorry, you have three other boyfriends? Yeah. That you're all
1: meeting their families and saying the same shit to them? Like, yep. you can't like, can't get me on that shit. Like, I know what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, you
2: would, you would become famous. You know what? Tell one of your brothers to go on the show. Honestly, just for my sake. Plug the show. Plug our show. (laughs) And we will be famous. we will be amazing. Amazing. Um, You know,
1: the thing about the show, I think, that most people point to first whenever they're talking about the Bachelor franchise being unfeminist is the strict enforcement of gender roles. And this weird focus, this archaic focus on marriage or relationships, but, I mean, actually marriage. Because it's a proposal at the end, you know what I mean? It's marriage as being, like, your be-all, end-all goal and, like, the thing that we should be focused the most on. I mean, they were talking about that one bachelorette who put her law degree, took it off the wall because she's ready to focus on love as if those things are mutually exclusive. Exactly. And, like, you can't have both of them. I mean, and even with the bachelorette, which you would think is, like, a reversal of gender roles... It's not. At the end... Why doesn't she propose? Yeah. Why does she still have to wait for one of them to propose? Exactly. You know, and it's
2: still it, there the the gender dynamics are still there even though it's the lead. And I have to say, like I said, I've only watched two seasons of this show mm-hmm. in its entirety. I'm not an expert on the history of The Bachelor, you know, franchise. But what I liked about Hannah was that she did kind of display this um you know, she she did have a lot of very traditional gender role goals in her life, sure. I feel like. But I feel like she always talked about her passions. She wanted the guys to get to know her. She wanted to make sure her voice was yeah, heard.
1: I would say you saw a very interesting... For it being your first season of The Bachelorette to watch, I'd say that you saw like an interesting one. Yeah. Because she was definitely more outspoken about... Um, like, she, I honestly didn't see her slut shamed hardly at all, even though she was like straddling these men she every was episode. The end. I mean, a little bit, but even then, well, like,
2: but by the contestants, not by, oh, the sure, world. okay, yeah. sure, yeah,
1: by the contestants. Short. Oh, yeah,
2: she was making out with everybody, but I was like, girl, get it.
1: Well, they always make out with everybody, yeah. but like, even more than that, I mean, she was like on them, yeah, like, on them every episode, and it wasn't really uh, an issue like it wasn't really a subject of contention and she also stood up for herself a lot
2: throughout she the series she was like mom she mommed a lot like when they were all fighting about luke and she came in and she was like enough you kids are driving me insane like she totally had like a mom moment on oh, all those boys mm-hmm. and then they started fighting again she came back in and she's like didn't you hear what i just said yes which i loved like she wasn't afraid of being aggressive aggressive and about stating her wants and about making sure that her needs were met yes and i think that was something that was really great uh, yes
1: but like you know i I do still feel like the bachelor and the bachelorette i I do feel like they gave us the bachelorette because they saw Mm -hmm. how problematic the bachelor was Mm -hmm. um and so they were like we'll give them a bachelorette and then it's like okay because we've reversed the genders and it's but they've also managed to, like, really hold on to a lot of the issues. Like, I know in past seasons, I think they're pulling away from this with Modern Day Bachelor because they see the way that the society has changed. But in past seasons, they would do things like on a group date, they had a bunch of the women in bikinis skiing, or like, yeah. or like they'd have like four women on a group date, all doing a bikini swimsuit, you know, sports illustrated cover.
2: But I love that in this season of The Bachelorette, they had the guys in Speedos, they had the guys in Speedos, they had great. the guys doing,
1: um, Doing drag, modeling, modeling doing drag, or whatever,
2: doing, Um the birth, the birthing simulators, right, which
1: was really cool. I do feel like the Bachelor is taking the pulse of where we are at as yeah. a nation right now but, and pulling away from that. But like, I remember Becca's season; she had like a lumberjack com- competition, and yeah,
2: well, Hannah had the Scot- she Scotland had, thing. She had
1: the Scotland thing where they wrestled, and she also had a rugby. Like, yeah. there are these things that are like very aggressive and meant to show. And, you know, as we saw with Rile the rugby, the guys as we saw with the rugby game, it worked with Luke P, where it was like, I have to show her that, like, I'm going to fight for her and I'm the strongest and, and I'm going to, like, fuck people up. The
2: I'm going to fight for them is the most obnoxious phrase on that show to me because it's always from the men. It's never wanted. I mean, if you look back at Colton. Oh, my God. You have a woman who is say, like, watching Cassie and Colton in those last few episodes was aggravating, to say the least. I agree. I mean, and they're because still I'm together,
1: like, but if I had told a man in no uncertain terms that, like, I don't want to do this, I'm yeah. going home, and he hunted me down, mess. you know, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm like, fight for her? Yeah. No. like Maybe I don't want you to fight for me. Maybe I don't it. Maybe I don't want you to. Exactly. You know what I mean?
2: I think that Cassie and Jed on this season are a case of people who wanted to go on a show and become Instagram famous and get the sponsors, and they ended up winning, and they were like, what do I do? (laughs) What do I... Now that I'm, like, with this person, like, I played the game, and now I'm, like, stuck with them, which now Colton and Cassie from all intents and purposes. They look happy, whatever. But, like, the I'm gonna fight for her thing, especially when it's coming from a man, well, seems I, I feel incredibly like, scary and aggressive. And I, well, yeah. And I feel like
1: it's it's just so indicative of what our culture does. Like, because that's kind of what I was raised with. We were raised with these kinds of um, princess fantasies about being yeah. damseled and needing to be rescued. And if you'd asked me whenever I was a little girl if I wanted someone to fight for me, yes, I would have yes. said absolutely, because that's what was presented to me as, like, the ideal kind of, I wanted to be Romance. white knighted. I wanted somebody to, like, swoop in and, like, yeah sweep me off my feet
2: and all of that. And not to say that that, you know, is there's a There's a time and a place always for bad, it but with someone who I feel like you've already established a relationship with. Like, having somebody care for you or stand up for you, that's never a bad but thing that's different. within how you do it.
1: It's different than telling someone, yes, I, yeah, it's different than telling somebody like Luke P., for instance, in this last season of The Bachelorette, it's different than telling him... I want you to leave. And yeah. him saying, "I I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to leave." And just
2: not getting up. He's sitting in this chair, she is standing and she's like, "Fucking leave." Yes, and I want you to go. There. And him,
1: and him coming back and saying, I know you just want me to fight for you, and like that's what I'm here for, and just to fight for you. And I know that you think
2: I'm judging you, and I'm not. And it's like, no, she, bitch, she asked you to fucking leave. And you were. He gaslit
1: her hard through hard. That, that entire season. And
2: I want to talk more about gaslighting. We
1: will definitely talk about that.
2: I'm going to go on to the next... Uh, point that Reddit made that I really liked. And this gives into what we were just discussing, especially when it comes to uh, Cassie and Colton season, where the contestants are ultimately powerless. Their relationships on The Bachelor aren't about mutually learning and deciding to continue seeing each other. The contestants don't get a real chance to see if they're even interested in the lead. I'm like nodding my head so hard it's gonna fall off. Yeah. She's like a bobblehead right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is part of the problem. Like, with both Cassie and Jed, and, like, sure, they probably went on, or I won't speak for Cassie, but Jed definitely went on He's that like, show for music, for ulterior motives, you know, not to find love, but I would say that's probably 90% of the contestants do that, but a big problem with this is, like, it is a competition. It's not about, like, me liking you and you liking me and us exploring this and deciding that, like, yes, I want to pursue this like, have further. have you
2: ever seen a contestant be like, you know what, I'm actually not that into you, I'm gonna go.
1: No, I mean I have seen people leave the show, but generally it's not because I'm not into you. It's because yeah. like I can't deal with this environment. Like yeah, this, this isn't for me. Like or this like environment this isn't season, for me.
2: This season there was somebody who was uh, who left because of like they had found things on social media after he'd already been on the show. Right, but that's Tyler like G. not
1: choosing yeah. to leave necessarily. I mean, I guess it is, but. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen them actually say, like, actually, this isn't working. The closest I ever got to that, which I appreciated and who I love very much, is John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones! John Paul Jones at the women's... Or at the men's tell-all. Yeah. Where he said, he was just like, you know, it just wasn't right between me and Hannah. Like, we tried yeah. to make it right, and, like, we tried, we had fun together, but, like, I just think neither one of us were really feeling it, you know? Yeah. And, like, and I there, appreciate that. And I think she kept him around
2: because I think he was a really good guy, and that made more yeah. sense than keeping around some of the people that she really didn't like. And he be was like.
1: fun, and I could yeah. also see myself trying to talk myself into being like, I don't know, he's fun, he's a good time, like, I feel like I could make this work, and then yeah. it, it not working. But I appreciated that he actually said it, that mm-hmm. he was like, you know... She's a cool girl, and I had fun, and she had fun, but like in, in the end, we weren't right for each other. We not, like, barely
2: ever saw them in Right, hardly ever. He was like, I'm going on a trip with my boys, I'm gonna eat chicken nuggets. Yeah, like, this queen. shit's good. Like, and <laughs> we love him for it because he's just who he is. You know what I mean? He's not bullshitting anybody. Well, I mean, and
1: I appreciate that. You know, like, we can talk about the trashiest um, corner of the Bachelor. You know, triangle, which is Bachelor in Paradise, and it's got a lot of problems. Okay, listen, I'm not gonna say it doesn't. It's got a lot of real feminist based issues. I've never seen it, and I'm very excited. Oh, it is the best.
2: I'm. Everyone said that they're like, oh, just wait. And I I'm would, like, yes. Honestly,
1: I would rather not watch. I pretty much only watch Bachelor and Bachelorette to get to know the people, so I know when they're like who they are when they get on Paradise. Mm. But one of the things. About Paradise that I actually like is that the power switches. Yeah, you know it goes. Well, from, it's
2: mutual, right? They choose each other. They choose in
1: each times. other, and you know there is this weird, like, desperate thing that happens, like when there's about to be a rose ceremony, and like the girls have the power, so the guys are all of a sudden like, "Hey, I'm really into you. Can you give me your rose so that I, yeah. I won't leave?" You know.
2: So there well, because that. do people are there? Are there an uneven amount of people where always? Okay, so yes. somebody is going home. Then. So for instance,
1: yeah. So like, if the men have the power the first week, there'll be like ten men and thirteen women, and so you okay. know that three women are going home if they're not paired up, right? Got it. Um, so, yes. God, that
2: sounds horrible. Oh, oh, it is.
1: Somebody like me, please. Please, God. Somebody. I don't know that my ego could stand up to being in paradise. Because no. I'm like, if no one asks me out on a date, I'm gonna, like, be so sad. Um, but I will say that I like that in that show, it is a mutual... Like, either one of them can be like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. It's not working for me. Guy. Yeah, I'm I'm going to, you know, go on a date with somebody else. Because I'm going
2: to go on a date with John Paul Jones now.
1: Oh I... yes. Yeah. I w- well, like I mean, except time. for that he's,
2: like, probably way younger than me. I don't know how old he is, but... He's probably... Re- I mean, they're all so young. That's the other thing. Like, this season, Hannah's age showed... Like, that was obvious. And I feel like in Colton season, with a lot of the girls, there was a lot of really, really young girls. Cassie was very young. Colton
1: seemed young, too. Colton is very
2: young, yeah. But, I mean, like, this past season, Hannah was 24. hmm and, and she turned of,
1: 23 on Colton's season. Yeah. There's yeah. a
2: lot of, like, there was so much self-exploration. She talked about that a lot, which I really commend her for. But, it, but you don't hear somebody who's a little bit older who all, already kind of knows about themselves. They don't talk about that self-exploration as much. They already pretty much know what they want out of somebody. And there's not so much... You know, I feel like she was very vulnerable to um, giving people a chance when everything in the world was telling her not to. Mm-hmm. That was her biggest fault, I think. And I think it was because of maturity. I think that she's like, these sure. guys are really into me, so I need to continue seeing... I need to get... The word clarity, oh my god. Oh my god, if I if heard I that word one more shot, time. Every time I hear yeah. the word clarity, I used it in just my day-to-day life today, and I wanted to punch myself in the face. Well, um, I mean,
1: I would say about... I need to stop doing that. By the way, listeners, I know I do that a lot. Where I'm like, what? well,
2: I mean... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't, I've don't. i never noticed that. the thing I say a lot. Did, did, I ever, did I tell you that Max started saying, as you would say, bonkers in our <laughs> bonkers. day-to-day life? Yes. I was like, oh my god, my boyfriend even knows now. <laughs> but...
1: I feel like a lot of that stuff is young stuff where we have been conditioned to because she kept Luke P around because she's like something in my heart, something in my heart. It's a feeling, you know? And I feel like you do lose that <laughs> a little bit as you get older. I
2: mean, I look at my last relationship and that was totally it was like but but my heart loves But my, him, feelings, but lo- but my feelings, but my feelings. And yeah. I feel like
1: as you get older you start to Not that you completely discount that. It's not that it's not not valuable. It's just that logic becomes more valuable. Like, what you're seeing becomes more valuable. I feel like at 23, I was far more likely to be like, I don't know, I just have this connection. I just have this thing, you know? Even though everything was telling... Like, everything on the outside was telling me, like, no red flags, red flags, red flags. Whereas now, as an older, you know, in my late 20s, I'm like no, if there are red flags, objective red flags, I will cut that shit
2: off, you know? exactly. And I think that you start to, I, I actually ran into a friend that I hadn't seen really. I mean, we were really good friends when I was 19, but we were talking about our dating lives and about how different it is when you're older because it's almost like you're on like a, he was saying it's almost like I'm on a job interview. He just got out of a long relationship and he was like, you know, it feels like there are, you have these, qualifications in your head when you're meeting somebody because, yes, you want a connection, but you also want to make sure this person's life fits what you want your future to be or what you want your life to be. And that's
1: valid. That's, like, you know, I feel like...
2: 100% valid, and it's important. It's important,
1: and I feel like when we were younger, or at least for me, I'll speak for myself, and I I feel like it's kind of the same thing with, like, a Hannah B., um, that young, old school, maybe even southern mentality of feeling like, you are judgmental or you're being too judgmental or superficial if you discount somebody because their lifestyle isn't what you want. Right. right. Like, oh, I can't believe you wouldn't date him because he doesn't have a job. And it's like, okay, but I'm also allowed to decide, like, this is what I want for my life. Yeah. You know, this kind of life is what I want. And this person doesn't fit in with that. And like, and that that's even okay, Hannah's too.
2: Defense. She's like, which I, I have three great guys. Which life do I want? Was her thing. I mean, and and and
1: I'm like, Jed? And at the end, I know, I was like, really? Tyler! And and at the end, when she's chosen Jed, and she finds out all this stuff um, about him, and he's trying to explain herself, I did love it that at the end, he's trying to be like, well, but you said yes, like you said yes, and she's like, "I, I didn't say yes to this. Yeah. You know, and I liked that. I liked that they displayed that, you know, people have the right to change their mind. Yeah, Like and, exactly. and say, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. And that's okay. Where I feel like, in general, society would tell you, like, push through, give him another chance, like, yeah. get to know him with all the cards on the table. And it's like, yeah. maybe you don't want to, yeah. you know, and that's well, okay.
2: And the other, when I think about myself when I was younger and my past relationships, I was in relationships in, like, college, where you're living in almost, like, an alternate reality. Like, my parents were still helping pay for almost everything mm-hmm. I just had to go to school every day I I did I worked two nanny jobs through college but they weren't like grueling full-time it was like one in the morning one in the evenings you know not even every day and you find somebody where you know they don't have a job either because you're in school full-time you know you you don't see the full picture of that person whereas you grow together for me in my last relationship it wasn't that I, you know, didn't think this was a good person. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely fell out of love. But at the same time, it was just like we got together in circumstances that were so beyond the norm and adult reality that your life adult doesn't reality. fit with mine anymore. Right.
1: And that's kind of how it was with me in my last relationship as well. It was just like we got together when we were both kids and I grew up and yep. you didn't grow up. Same. and like, We had
2: very similar right,
1: experiences. experiences. Um, but you know what? To kind of tie that back into the Bachelor, this is a false reality, and they're I think that on all the
2: time. Crazy dates, mm-hmm. and they're in beautiful lo- like everything about this show is made for you to fall in love. Right, put it's a fairy
1: in, tale, which is not real life. Put
2: me in Greece with any man. And make me go on dates with him and have him sweet talk me. Right. I'm going to be like humming a They're humina. setting
1: it up these really unrealistic expectations, which mm-hmm. I think is another thing that feminists tend to have a problem with with The Bachelor, right? Because it's like we always talk about how Disney movies are setting you up for failure in a lot of ways because these unrealistic expectations about what love is and how yeah. it's going to feel and what it's going to look like that is what they're doing on The Bachelor constantly. Yeah. And it is
2: potentially negative. It yeah. it is potentially, you know, damning. Damning. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that it's like on in real life, you meet someone, you're going on dates, and it's usually like, you know, dinner in a movie, but it's like the the other person is choosing the date. You know what I mean? Or you decide together. You know what I mean? It's pr- it's, it's just you two... And you're, you're
1: picking things that are, like, within your budget. You're doing things
0: like yes, that. Yes, but
2: this is produced. This is, right. like, in real life... With a massive budget. It's done with an outside source. If I were to say, hey, Keegan, with, with you know, not our money, with a budget, and your imagination... What do you want to do? Up, come up with me and Max's date night. Mm-hmm. You would come up with something spectacular. Right. If, if
1: you said, you know, we have a hundred thousand dollars for a date. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? That opens up a whole new world. And of even possibilities. having
2: someone else make the decision mm-hmm. is the thing for me. Yes. Because it's not like this person was like, I was thinking of you and I thought you would really like this. It's and it's putting people into just a very like it's a situation where it's not it's not personal. There's nothing personal about and it. And it
1: also takes away the possibility for you to be like weird about like the date you know what I mean yeah. because sometimes someone will take you on a date and you're like did they really think I would want to do this like yeah. this is so weird and I feel so uncomfortable whereas if producers are deciding that you should bungee jump naked yeah, then it takes that out of it because it's not
2: like your date decided that like so you yeah. can't hold those things against your date that sounds you know? dope by the way like bungee jumping scares the shit out of me but there's something about bungee jumping naked where I'm kind of like "Oh, do it Except know. for I threw my neck out a few weeks ago, like I can't do anything like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, bungee seems intense to me. I don't yeah, know. I
2: would rather skydive. I think.
1: I think I would rather skydive too. Let us know, guys. Would you rather skydive or bungee jump? Um, in a poll. In a poll, no. we should do that on our Instagram. We should.
2: We'll do it when this episode comes out.
1: But I think okay. So let's pivot to talk about some of the other more problematic things about yes, the bachelorette. Let's do it. So. There's a real lack of not only racial and ethnic diversity, but also diversity in body types. It yes. doesn't exist, actually. Nope.
2: It doesn't exist at all.
1: Um, body Ken, types don't exist at all. It is one type of person. There has never been a plus-size bachelor or bachelorette contestant ever. Um, we may have gotten closer with bachelor contestants of being, like, maybe not, like, the most fit. Yeah. But... Bachelorette, or I'm sorry, with Bachelorette contestants. With Bachelor contestants, meaning the women, they are always super thin.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say that, yes, they are always very thin. But I have seen, um, well, we were talking about Anyeka earlier, and I think she had a very different body type than... Cassie and Demi, or Hannah
1: G, right? Like yes, like the, she
2: she was a, a a black woman. She was curvier. There were differences about her. I'm not a fan of her as a person, but she did kind of display a little bit of difference in that. But, right, but, but it, you know what? The scale it's like is so
1: slight. It's, I mean, it's hardly anything. You know, because this is still a woman who, yes, she has a different body type. Yes, but but still so her very body is very fit, fit. and thin. You yeah. know, for her body type, it just looks about, different. But
2: that's something about the show. And I want to get back into what you're talking about with the body diversity, but this show, this season, Tyler was this like feminist hero for just being a decent human. Yes, the bar is very low. The bar is so low. So just him being like,
1: let her be herself, and everybody was like, bravo, bravo,
2: you're a feminist hero, yay, icon. Even like, and it's the same thing when we're talking about different body types or different like diversity in the show. You know, they give us an inch, we take a mile. We're like, oh my God. They throw us a
1: bone and we're like, oh my God, thank you. It's like water in the desert, you know? Um, But but yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. I would love to see a plus-size woman on The Bachelor. I think that would be incredible. I would love to see more ethnic diversity outside of just... I feel like... Black and white? Yes. I feel like when they think, like, we're being so diverse, we've got, like, six black guys on this season, I'm like, okay, but you've got maybe, maybe they'll have, like, one Latino guy or one Asian guy. And, what about, like,
2: a Middle Eastern person? And what they, about, And like, they
1: always get knocked off in the beginning, too. Yeah. Like, they never
2: make it very far. I've or never seen it. Or they're given no screen time. Like, I remember the name Mateo on the season of The Bachelorette. But like he was never really shown. Right. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly.
1: Or there was like I think one of the bachelors is before my time, but there was a bachelor named Juan Pablo, so I can assume Yeah that you know probably not a white dude. Probably not a white dude, but still it's it's very rare. Or like, um Rachel Rachel's season. Yeah. Who was the first black bachelorette again, the person who won that season, he was um a Latino man I think I don't know if he was Cuban Correct me if I'm wrong Bachelor Nation I can't remember
2: Oh my god Max hates it When I refer to anything As Bachelor <laughs> It is Nation. I mean that is what
1: it is But you know So in addition to like Body diversity Ethnic diversity Is really important And I do feel like They're, they're starting to get better But they've really played Into these um, stereotypes where you do have the Anyeca who is super loud and super combative yeah. as a black woman and you have a lot of you know the Latinas on the show they are like spicy Latinas like they play into that stereotype yeah, they
2: even, they'll say it they'll be like have you ever been with a spicy Latina before like they'll yeah, play into yes. that stereotype. well because they
1: know that that's what they're there for yeah. like sadly they're there to fill a slot yeah. as like this person whereas there's
2: 20 white girls you know yeah Um, Let's talk a little bit about Gaslighting. All right. Because I've only ever watched two seasons, a lot of my thoughts on this are particularly within the last two seasons, especially this last one, um, particularly with with Luke P., I feel like the gaslighting started right away, but especially when we saw the naked bungee jumping. Yeah. Like so said. so
1: let's um let's preface a yes. little bit about this. <laughs> I don't imagine people who don't watch The Bachelor are listening to this episode. They uh, were
2: like, "Oh, they're talking about The Bachelor." No. Yeah, thank I'm you. good.
1: I'm good. So I assume that people kind of have an understanding of what's happen there, but just in case you don't, like, Luke P. was a guy on this last season of The Bachelorette who was incredibly manipulative, and I would say bordering on, if not fully, into emotional... Abuse. Yes, um, well, he did. He
2: emotionally abused her left, right, and center.
1: Yes, uh, and he definitely gaslit her a ton throughout the season. And not only did he gaslight her, he gaslit the other guys in the mm-hmm. house. Which I would say you saw the first of that in the rugby episode where we talked, which we referenced earlier, where he gets super, super, super aggressive and like throws a guy down, and everybody except for Hannah sees him do it, and he says, "Oh, I didn't do that." Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's trying he to totally convince. He totally
2: plays it in a different light, right?
1: Which he does consistently yeah. throughout the entire show.
2: Yeah, so we see he has he's religious, which I don't even want to bring up because I don't think that people who are Christian and religious necessarily hold these crazy views like he does or would be. I this think it's cruel. worth.
1: I think it's worth bringing up, and actually, I you know started reading an article about this because. I think it's worth bringing up because he uses Christianity to gaslight. And he uses it to gaslight her. Yeah. Like, you know, and and so I think that that's worth bringing up, that people who who use religion to manipulate other people, especially when you know... That the person you're talking to is also religious, is also religious in yeah. the same way that you can use your religion as a as a weapon.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to bring that up because I don't want it to seem like it's an attack because I don't believe that everybody who is religious or Christian feels no, this he, way. No,
1: he used it as an attack.
2: He did. Um, he was not so happy that she went naked bungee jumping with Garrett. But then again, Garrett was like his number one like combatter. Is that a word? A rival. How, rival in that part of the season. So, of course, it's going to make him mad, and they're like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, everyone's getting ready. Um, But he obviously gets very upset about it. He speaks with Hannah about it. And... Tells her it's disrespectful it to him. Tells her it's disrespectful, and for herself, is disrespectful. Yes, she's disrespecting and herself,
1: which, bitch, first of all. yeah. How she
2: didn't let him go right then,
1: I, I know. don't know. because I know,
2: because what he did when she let him go was basically the same thing. Anyway, so they have a conversation. He goes back. There's more conversation. They talk about it again, and he says that... You know, he doesn't, he didn't judge her character once, even though he already told her that she made a boneheaded mistake. He says, he's like...
1: The way he talks to her is so upsetting because he almost talks to her the way that you would talk to a child. Yeah. By, she doesn't see it as a mistake. So... You trying to ease the blow by saying, look, I get it. We all make mistakes. That was a mistake. You made a mistake. And she's like, no, it
2: wasn't a mistake. But then she's like, oh, maybe it was a mistake because I hurt this person. Because she's a human being who doesn't want to hurt somebody. And, like, he even goes so far as to say that Hannah is manipulating him. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Like He tries to change the context of everything that she says, everything that he says. You're misunderstanding me. He will trump shit up. He'll be like, he'll say something and then be like, I never said that. And the number of times... Or you misunderstood me or you forgot what I said. That's
1: the thing that makes (sighs) me the most crazy. Like To me, that was the most blatant gaslighting on the season was the number of times he would say... You're misunderstanding me or I don't want to be misunderstood.
2: Can I and just it's say like, something real quick? Can I just cut you off? Can real quick? I just let me oh can my just... god I'm like, let them fucking speak. It's not all about you, you asshole. <sighs> Sorry to people in my life who feel that way because I talk so much, and people have even said on the show that like Madigan cuts Keegan off a lot. And I'm like, I don't try to. <laughs> I'm just talking. Um but basically the whole thing kind of blew up on their final date it was the fantasy sweet week and he's like let's talk about sex I'm
1: because like, he's the really? last one to go on a date with her, but she's he doesn't know already that. gone on fantasy dates with the three other men. Does he know that? I don't know. Probably not.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't and know. He says, like, let's say you've had sex with one or multiple of these guys. I'm talking crazy here. Like, you would never do that. I know he's that saying, you would
1: never. I know a woman such as yourself would never do something who is so righteous. Yes, would never do something so slutty. So oh, you're
2: the leader. You're the leader of your. You're the religious leader in your family. So am I. I know you would never do that. But if you did, just out of left. Yeah, I I would leave. I would walk away. So just tell me right now. And then she's like, Excuse me. And he goes, No, I wouldn't leave. uh, Relationships are about communication and working through things. You misunderstood me. You misunderstood me. me. That's not what I said. And then he even says, If it was just a slip up, we could get through it. And she's like, I, no, I deliberately fucked in a windmill. I fucked in a windmill four fucking times, deliberately, consensually, with fucking Peter the pilot, and I had a damn good time. <laughs> so and you may go home now, up. sir. Yeah, and he, then he just sits there. Like, there were so many moments of gaslighting, and I feel like, you know, my, my history with this franchise is very brief, but I feel like this had to have happened so many times before. I mean, I'm
1: sure it has, but I think the way that she handled it is probably unprecedented. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, but I will say that I think that that is a change in the times. Like, I know that there was a bachelorette in the past who, during Fantasy Suites, she had sex with both of her finalists. Yeah. And the internet found out about it, and they flipped their shit. Yeah. They slut-shamed the fuck out of her. And it was really upsetting me because it was like, nobody's talking about the guys, the guys who are having sex oh, with her. Oh, they're
2: rooting for them to have right. sex. Right, you know. So and I it think was... it's
1: something that's changing throughout the Bachelor franchise. Yeah. And let's not give the Bachelor franchise too much credit, okay? Like, they only change when it will make them money. And yes. it, when it will lose them money not to do so. Yes. We are living in a current climate where, like... You Capitalism
2: cannot... is key. Right,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah you cannot, like, slut-shame a girl the same way that you used to be able to and get but away with that. I have to
2: say, so if you watched after the... Not after the final rose, but it was it was the first half of the finale this past season where Peter was on. It was right after Peter yes. went off. And that's when Hannah says, you know... When she tells Luke, she says she fucked in a min- windmill once, and then she says she did it twice... And then on that after show, she says that they did it four times. His whole family, mom, dad, and brother are sta- Peter's family are like clapping, proud of their son. Chris Harrison's like, Dad's chest just puffed up a little bit. If that was the other way around, yeah. if it was the bachelor that was like, we fucked four times in a windmill, and the bachelor and the Girls' parents were in the audience, they be most like, likely wouldn't be so proud and right. and that's and that's a shame and Hannah's parents loved that Tyler didn't have sex with their daughter on the fantasy suite, it was openly discussed that, like, no, he was respectful of me, and we, you know, which is great, but that was a topic of conversation where the dad's like, of course I'm gonna love this guy, he didn't fuck my daughter in a windmill. Like, that's, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's it's a weird thing to be involved with as a family. I don't understand
1: why, yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing to be involved with at all as a family, and it also, definitely, that very clearly highlights the differences, the societal differences between men and women and how we're conditioned to think about and talk about sex.
2: And the differences between everyone else's parents and how my mom reacts to that kind of stuff. My mom gets weirdly proud of me with See, that kind yeah, of nope, stuff. See,
1: yeah, nope, nope,
2: nope. I don't want to talk about it with oh, my yeah. mom. Yeah, don't want my to do mom, it. when I feel like I've told this story, so I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but when I lost her virginity, she asked me if I used protection. I said yes. The second thing she said was, how was it? I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's weird. She's asked, yeah. me, she's asked me way too many. She knows now, but I was just like, Mother. But um yeah, the the differences between the fantasy suites is very, very obvious and was expected. You know, I think with Colton it was like we we wanted him to sleep with them. Like well, there is something about that. And I, with I think Hannah, you don't think
1: that. When talking about the show as well, like, you know, I'm talking about the bachelor and the ways in which the bachelor is problematic. They set up these fantasy suites, which, yes, it's like okay, it's called a fantasy the fantasy suite. suites aren't necessarily used for sex. However, you are setting it up to where they can be, and then you not on and then you act super precious about it if anyone uses it for sex. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's just like, that's a normal or part of dating. give
2: a huge applause if, they're, if they don't have sex.
1: And that's a normal part of dating, and it's not something that we should be so weird about. And if you are going to be weird about it, Bachelor, maybe don't make it part of the show. Yeah. Like, don't make it part of the show. Okay, so we are coming to the end of our episode here, so right, let's, let's kind of so wrap up about our feelings as feminists or not uh, you know how do we feel
2: I feel that the Bachelor franchise is unfeminist I agree and I watch it anyways I agree I agree. Um, you know, and I'm not, actually not going to apologize. I you know? actually
1: read a New York Times article about the nature of guilty pleasures and the way that we talk about them. And I've been very guilty about this, even with the Bachelor franchise, of talking about them as if I'm like <laughs> embarrassed. Like, you know, I know it's stupid. I know it's dumb, but I watch it. You know, and how I should really reframe the way that I have yes. those discussions because it's actually good to have guilty pleasures. And it shouldn't
2: be discussing them as guilty pleasures, because if it's something that does give you pleasure, there shouldn't be anything guilty about it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I walk a line because also, you know, I I had
1: read some articles and listened to some things. Um, There's a really good episode of Stuff Mom Never Told You that I listened to, like, years ago, so I can't really remember all of it, that talks about reality shows. Yeah. um, And, like, you know, how we as feminists should relate to reality shows. And they had an expert on there who does talk about how it is... Like, shows like The Bachelor are net negative in terms of feminism, and they aren't good for you. Like, they actually aren't good for you. Yeah. Um, So, in that way, I'm like, okay, there can be guilt involved there. However... One, if your quote unquote guilty pr- pleasure does bring you a moment of like solace or comfort yeah. at the end of a the day, then that's okay because it increases your happiness, which is like what this New York Times article was saying. And two, what this expert did say is if you are watching um your guilty pleasure through a critical lens. Like if you are not just absorbing it, right? You're yes, not just if like you're being, aware. being a sponge and letting it like soak into you. And if you're not you are, buying it all. Right. If you are Yes, if you're not buying it hook, line, and sinker and not, like, taking it to heart and have... If you are having those, like, discussions with yourself after the episode about, like, well, clearly this is a problem or whatever. Yeah. Then... It's okay. You know, yeah. like, it's not going to be as harmful. It's just one of those things that you need it's to be aware to think of. think
2: of, you know, we talk about where we want to put our views, where we want to put our... Energy. Energy into, because also, like, it's because of the viewers that this has been going on for so sure. long. Where it's like, do we want this to continue? And I think part of me is like... Yes, I want this continue to continue, and I also want to see it evolve and change. And I hope yes. to see changes in it. And it has been, you know, it has it's been, been slow. And
1: those changes may be for. Capitalism, capitalist reasons Like those changes I'll take it Uh, at this point But yes, because it's culturally more positive For us to uh, move in a direction Where these girls are not being slut-shamed You know what I mean? You know, because as annoying as she was You got a Demi from Colton Season uh, Who's now on Paradise And she could be annoying, but you know what? She was out there on The Bachelor being like I like sex I enjoy having it it's fun for me and it's not even spoilers
2: in the trailer she hooks up with a girl on Paradise
1: well it's not on Paradise but she does hook up with a girl yes
2: oh it's not on the show it's not on the show but they filmed it
1: right okay I'll tell you about it later (laughs) okay sounds
2: good oh my god juice you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. This was an incredibly easy episode for me to prepare for I know. and do. It was I, so much fun. I do
1: want to say that, like... Uh, again, we're filming. We're filming. We're recording this the same time. We're recording our mini. I was on a plane all day today. It's probably ninety degrees in this closet. I'm my boob
2: sweat is out of this world.
1: Right I now. didn't do. I, I, you know, read some articles, made some notes, but I didn't do as much hardcore research as I normally would do. So if there are things that you want it, us to talk about yeah. about The Bachelor, if you're like you missed this thing, or this thing, or this is something I noticed uh, about The Bachelor and how it relates to feminism, please let us know. Yeah,
2: go ahead, shoot us an email. We want to hear what you have to say. Our email is neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Always check us out on Instagram. That is where it's at. If you haven't followed us already, what are you doing? I don't understand. (laughs) We are at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook group and business page. We love it when you review us on our business page. We love it even more when you review us and rate us on Apple Podcasts so much. And I forgot to say this on the mini episode. We also have a Twitter that we sometimes use. Oh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Every once in a while we'll check it out. We would find us at YAMF Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. If you are not listening to us on radio public think about it just it consider it just, you know just, like just give it a try and see how you feel about it it's a free way for you to listen to us it just gives us a few pennies you know yeah it's great very helpful you guys thank you so much for listening It's all we have for today With all that being said we encourage you sharing Bye. on. bye-bye